Welcome to Worldwide Wonderful Women, a podcast for your living in divine power when yours is diminished. A podcast where encouragers receive encouragement. We understand these are hard times. You may find that it is becoming more of a challenge for you to remain strong as you give of yourself continuously. That's why this is the place to join other women globally who face the same challenges as you. So join us regularly to receive biblical insight not to faint, but to stand strong. This is the podcast to be rejuvenated and revitalized. Now, let's join our host, Paula Harris. Welcome again to episode number 89 of Worldwide Wonderful Women, and the title of this episode is The Righteousness of God, Part 3. I trust that your Resurrection Day or Easter celebration was blessed this past week. We know that this month we're talking about the righteousness of God. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, it states, For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. And of course, in him is talking about Jesus. In previous weeks, we talked about the righteousness of God and what it is. The one thing about God's righteousness is I I don't want us to lose sight of the overall big picture of what his righteousness is that led to the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. For example, let's say that you were standing in front of a garden, but you really focused on one flower and you took in all the details of that one flower. But then you stepped back several feet and you then took on the picture of the entire garden and you saw not just the one flower, but the other flowers that were in the garden as well. That's what I'm trying to do in regards to our topic this month. Yes, when we think about the gospel, we think about the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, but Yes, that's a part of it and the main focus of the gospel, but the gospel includes the overall big picture of the righteousness of God, and that's what I'm trying to get us to focus on this month. In Romans chapter 1, verses 16 to 17, it says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. For the Jew first and also for the Greek. For in it, talking about in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. So we see the gospel is the good news of Jesus Christ, and it's centered around his death, burial, and resurrection, which provided salvation for all mankind. But also in this same gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed. So first, the gospel tells us what we covered in the second week of this month, that there is a righteousness that belongs to God. 
and that's used to describe the characteristic of God, which he always does what is right, just, proper, consistent with all of his other attributes and promises. And then second, the gospel tells us what I'm going to touch on this week of the righteousness that comes from God. We talked about first what belongs to God. Now this week, what comes from God, referring to his method of justifying ungodly sinners. So how can he, being a holy God, have fellowship with ungodly individuals and still remain righteous? That's what we want to talk about today. But then next week, third, the gospel tells us of the righteousness of God that refers to that perfect standing which God provides for those who believe in his Son. It's how we can stand before a holy God clothed in the righteousness of Jesus. So I want to make sure that as we go through this topic this month, that we're not just focusing on the one flower, which is beautiful and awesome, but the whole big picture of the righteousness of God that brought salvation through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now, in the short time that we have in this podcast, let me just give you a summary of what I'm referring to. You can always go to our website given at the end of the podcast to hear the gospel message explained even more fully. But at this point, I just want to say, number one, we know that God is holy and righteous. And as a result of that, he can never ignore or tolerate sin, including ours. Now, I've expounded on this enough for us to understand about God's holiness and righteousness. Number two, the problem is that we all have sinned. And as a result of that sin, that sin caused a separation between us and a holy God. From the first human beings, Adam and Eve, up to the present day, we all have sinned, which has really resulted in rebellion against God's righteous rule over our lives. In Romans chapter 3.23, it says, All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So in doing so, again, we broke the fellowship that God now desires to restore it. And the problem is we can do nothing to restore it. We just deserve the punishment of our sins, which would cause eternal separation from him, as stated in Romans chapter 6, verse 23. Yet God provided a solution for us through his Son, Jesus Christ. What we find out again is the verse that I shared in 2 Corinthians 5, 21, that states, For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. In other words, God made Jesus take upon him our sin and the punishment and the wrath that we deserved. And so what he did was he was crucified on the cross, died, buried, but then rose again the third day, having victory 
over all sin and unrighteousness. And now everyone who believes in the work that Jesus did on the cross for their behalf had that work applied to their lives. And what happens is a beautiful exchange where our sins were placed on Jesus and our wrath and our punishment and all that we deserved from a righteous God. Jesus paid the penalty for our sins. He took our place. He was the substitute for us. He did not sin at all, but he took the punishment as if he did so that he would be sin for us, as the scripture says, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. So he took our sin and made a beautiful exchange where he gave us his righteousness. And so now we can understand that, and we're going to get more into this next week, now we understand how we, now being clothed in the righteousness of Jesus, are able to be restored in fellowship and in a relationship with God and able to approach Him because we're not coming with any righteousness of our own, but with the righteousness that Christ provided In John chapter 3.16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. And then in Acts chapter 4 verse 12, it says, There is no other name given among men whereby we must be saved, yet Jesus Christ is who we know that one name is. Now, on account of what the Lord Jesus has endured on our behalf, we are treated as if we had entirely fulfilled requirements of God's righteousness. On the cross, Jesus was treated as if he were a sinner, though he was perfectly holy and righteous. And now all who believe and who repent and ask God to forgive them of their sins and by faith receive what Jesus did on their behalf, are treated as if they are righteous, as though we were never corrupt or sinful in any way. It's a beautiful, a beautiful exchange. The gospel tells us that God's righteousness demands that sins be punished, and the penalty is eternal death. But then we hear that God's love provided what his righteousness demanded. And so he sent his son to die as a substitute for sinners, paying the penalty in full. And now, because of Christ's work on the cross, God's righteous claims and demands have been fully satisfied in Christ alone. And God can now righteously save all of those who repent and believe in the work of Christ for themselves. And so that's how we being once sinful, now putting our faith and trust in the work of Christ, are made righteous and now able to be restored and reconciled to a righteous, holy God. Wow, what a blessing. What a wonderful thing for us to rejoice in. Let me just have a word of prayer with you right now. God, I thank you. I know that Resurrection Day has passed at this point, but we just want to praise you and give you glory again for being a righteous, holy God who must deal with sin. 
But yet in your love, you dealt with it by Jesus taking our place and taking our wrath upon him and our sin and dying in our place and paying our sin debt and penalty. And yet not only doing that, but taking another step of placing his righteousness on us so that we can be reconciled to you, being able to have fellowship with you, come and pray with you, and talk and live with you in a way that we never could on our own. And so we thank you, God, that in your righteousness and in your love, you provided the only solution that would save us from the penalty of sin and eternal separation from you. We give you praise and honor and glory for your love and your kindness and with who you are. And so, Lord, we just pray for those that have not taken this step, that one day they will truly ask Jesus to save their souls and forgive them for their sin so that they too can be set free from the wrath and penalty that must be executed because you are a righteous God. And I just thank you, according to your word, that everyone who calls on the name of Jesus Christ will be saved. Not might, not could, but will be saved. And so I pray that if there's anyone under the sound of my voice who has never called on Jesus to save their souls, that they will now. And then they'll turn around and get involved in a church where they can grow and where they can be with other Christians and have fellowship and mature in Christ as we all need to do. So I thank you, God. We pray these things with thanksgiving in Jesus' name. Amen. We'll come back next week as we talk about the final part, the righteousness of God, in reference to our perfect standing now before Him. So enjoy your week with our Savior, and smile, Jesus loves you. Thank you for listening to Worldwide Wonderful Women. We trust you enjoyed the program. Please take a moment to leave us a good rating and review on iTunes to help us continually encourage others around the globe. We also invite you to go to TWMforJesus.org. That's T-W-M like in Mary, F-O-R-J-E-S-U-S dot O-R-G to download your free gift and see other resources to help you live in divine power. And oh, don't forget to tell your friends. Until next time, be strong and of good courage.